Hey everyone, this is Peter Vantine at First Love Ministries. We're so glad you could tune into the First Love podcast with Mark Fee. Today we continue one of Mark's pre-recorded sermon series entitled, When Under Great Pressure. So let's get right to the message. Here's Mark. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may be revealed in our body. For we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake so that his life may be revealed in our mortal body. See, the second purpose is his glory. The thing that can keep you going is that one way, somehow, some way, Jesus is going to get exalted. God is going to get exalted. Jesus is going to be revealed. And that's the thing that keeps you going too. And then the last one is the gospel. The purpose of the gospel. Where in Galatians chapter 4.13, Paul says, As you know, it was because of an illness that I first preached the gospel to you. Even though my illness was a trial to you, you did not treat me with contempt or scorn. Instead, you welcomed me as if I were an angel of God, as if I were Christ himself. See, here's Paul saying that even in the midst of an illness, God was working out his purpose for the gospel. That's what got him where he was, and that's how people heard about it. Back to Philippians chapter 1 is where he's wrongfully imprisoned. And then in verse 12, he says of chapter 1, I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. As a result, it's become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I'm in chains for Christ. See, he says, this is all worked out for the advancement of the gospel in Caesar's household, which I love at the end of the letter. Chapter 4, verse 21, he says, oh, by the way, greet all the saints in Christ Jesus. And the brothers who are with me send greetings. All the saints send you greetings, especially those who belong to Caesar's household. Gotcha. You thought you were taking me out of the game, man. This just put me in a better arena. Acts chapter 16. I just love this. A couple of my favorite stories. Where again, when Paul's got his mind fixed on the purpose, it's easy for him to keep going. In Acts chapter 16, he says, Once we were going to a place of prayer where we met a slave girl, this is verse 16, who had a spirit by which she predicted the future. She earned a great deal of money for her owners by fortune-telling. This girl followed Paul and the rest of us shouting, These men are servants of the Most High God who are telling you the way to be saved. She kept this up for many days, and finally Paul became so troubled that he turned around and said to the spirit, In the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. And at that moment, the spirit left her. Now here he is doing a good thing. Look what happens. When the owners of the slave girl realized that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas, dragged them into the marketplace to face the authorities. They brought them before the magistrates and said, these men are Jews and are throwing our city into an uproar by advocating customs unlawful for us Romans to accept or practice. The crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten. And after they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison. And the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. And upon receiving such orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. Now I'm telling you, if I was reflecting back on my day, I'm like, now wait a minute. Here I set this girl free, and what does it get me? Stripped? flogged, severely beaten, thrown into the most inner chamber. It says that he was praying and singing hymns to God. I think my hymn would have been, Oh my gosh, Lord, get me out, God. 
But instead what happens is this. It says, and all the other prisoners were listening to them and suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And at once all the prison doors flew open and everybody's chains came loose. The jailer woke up and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, don't arm yourself, we're all here. The jailer called for lights, rushed in and fell trembling for four of Paul and Silas. And then he brought them out and asked, sirs, what must I do to be saved? See, if that was me, I would have been thinking the doors got taken off so I could get out and be rescued. But see, for Paul, there's only one thing that keeps him pressing on and keeps on going through is that he's always asking, Father, what's the purpose of this? Is this for the growth in Christ's likeness? Is this to grow my faith? Is this for your glory? Is this for the gospel? That's all I care about. Just let these purposes be accomplished in my life, Lord. And undoubtedly, while they were praying, and the gates, I'll bet you the Spirit of God whispered in their hearts, and he goes, by the way, Paul, this ain't for you, dude. <laughs> it's for the jailer, his household, and everybody else in this place. Okay, Father, that's cool. Isn't that amazing? Man, I'd like to get to that place. Those are the purposes. I wanted to share more stories, but I'm running out of time. So the last thing I want us to look at then is the prize. God, the Holy Spirit, gives us perspective, reminds us of his purposes. But then the last thing is that he causes us to focus on the prize. See, Listen to these words of Paul then at the end of that where he says that we've been hard-pressed and perplexed. In verse 16, he says these words. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, inwardly we are being renewed day by day. Therefore, we do not lose heart. How do we rely on the Spirit of God to not lose heart? Though outwardly all this junk's happened to us, inwardly he's given me perspective, power, his love, his purposes. He's renewing me day by day, and that's what's keeping me going. But then he adds this important last statement. He says, for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Therefore, he says, we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. See, the last thing that Paul does is that he keeps his eyes fixed on the prize. So then as I'm hanging out in this with the Lord, I'm going, well, what's the prize, though, Lord? You say that this stuff is achieving for us a glory. Well, what's that mean? Well, at least one thing I would imagine is that when we see Jesus at the end, we all want to hear that well done, good and faithful servant, right? come and share in your master's happiness. And then Paul, though, in 2 Timothy chapter 4, says these words, For I am already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time has come for my departure. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. Well, I go, okay, this crown of righteousness. And like, well, what's that? So I check the commentaries. Even my father's guys got different viewpoints. None of them really fire me up. But I mean, he's saying that there is a glory that somehow he's able to take all of this stuff and actually look at it as light and momentary because there's something his eyes are fixed on that's going to be so cool that it helps him get through this thing. And I'm like, that's not enough, Lord. What is it? 
And then finally, Paul answers that question himself in 1 Thessalonians 2.19. And he says these words. He says, what is our hope, our joy, the crown in which we will glory in the presence of Jesus when he comes? Is not that crown you? You are our joy and our glory. And then I caught it. See the prize. Anything else we do in life, we don't get to take with us. Anything else you do makes no difference. But whatever you do with another human being, you are touching something that will last for eternity. Every time a human being watches you go through what you go through, every time you go through and you don't quit, you don't give up, you share the gospel, you help move somebody a little bit further along in their growth in Christ, every time you do that, that's going to carry right into eternity. He's saying, man, both present. You are my joy, you are my glory, you are my crown. But he says it's going to be even greater is when we see Jesus. When the presence of Jesus, we are going to absolutely celebrate the wonder of all that we did to help one another get to this place. And to see how our lives made a difference in someone else's life. I can't wait for that day to experience the crown in the presence of the Lord when he comes. Where together you and I are going to sit around and then people, one after another, are going to come to us and say, you know what? It was because of your life. It's because you didn't quit and give up. It's because you kept in the race. It's because you kept on keeping on that you touched this one who touched this one who touched this one who touched me. And then I touched that one and touched that one and touched that one and touched that one. And isn't that awesome? We're going to spend eternity together forever celebrating all that happened in our lives because of Jesus, and we're going to have a party right on into eternity. So that's why Paul says he fixes his eyes on the prize. So how do we rely on God when under great pressure? God the Holy Spirit. We remember who's in us. We cry out to him for perspective. We cry out to him for power and love. We cry out to him to remind us of the purpose and ultimately fix our eyes on the prize. Isn't this what Jesus did in Hebrews 12? He said it was for the joy set before him that he endured the cross, scorning its shame. May God help us all then to be able to say, I have fought the fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith so that together we can celebrate the prize. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed and were blessed by today's podcast. For additional resources and to learn more about First Love Ministries, you can visit us on the web at firstloveministries.org. Again, thanks for listening, and God bless you.